I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 8th. 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. And let's get something out of the way right out of the gate because I'm going to get a lot of comments, a lot of emails about this, all kinds of stuff. So today is a doji candle on the chart. It's a textbook doji candle. You can go look it up for yourself. That's fine. It's not the way I teach it. So let's just leave it alone. I'm not saying today's a top. I've been saying that if the market closes hourly and then daily above 255, I'm reinterested in the long side. If anybody hasn't figured it out, I've been long the market. I took exits around 255, but yet again, I'm looking for higher prices because now we're back above 255. So this is how you have to trade around certain markets. This is a market that you have to trade around. This is a trader's market. So therefore, I just want to let everybody understand my thought process, and I'm going to let you way deeper into my mind than a couple of moments. Moments. In fact, it might get just a little bit scary. But first, let me just take a pause and thank everybody who comments and participates, makes posts underneath the video each and every night. I really appreciate the participation. Please keep up the great work. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and go ahead and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Now, there's something else I want to address as well. Sometimes, and I don't blame you, and it's okay, I'm not yelling at anybody, I'm just letting you know what the rules are. So some of you will send me trade ideas. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I can't answer them because I can't give or provide, and I don't give or provide, any kind of trading advice, investment advice whatsoever. That's part and parcel to the larger disclaimer, right? I'm teaching. This is information. You can do with it what you will. I have no idea about each individual's financial situation so therefore all I'm doing is educating and that's where it ends but I will speak to one other thing so I did get some emails that said hey I'm buying puts on the market and so I don't answer them I just let it go and so you heard what I said before I was interested in higher prices as long as we can get above and stay above even 255 so 255 was a target it goes way back when potentially it was a short trade but the market did a shimmy and a shakedown, and therefore we didn't like, or I didn't like, the short side of 255 anymore, and today was a good example why. So from an intraday perspective, I do want to take a look at a couple of things. And by the way, before we do, let me also make mention of two things. One is light volume. Doesn't mean the market can't go up in light volume. I'm just noting it. It's of note. It's not even a puzzle piece. It's just noting the volume. If it was tremendous volume, it means something one way or the other. But this really doesn't mean anything. The market's gone up on light volume for 10 years. The other thing I want to note is I'm fully aware that I can certainly be wrong and we can dip back down, we can sell off, and I talked about it last night. That would be a potential recapture of the 255 level. So I'm aware and I'm very, very still interested in watching 255 like a hawk. 
And now we'll go over to an intraday. We'll go over to the hourly chart and we'll again focus on 255 for a moment. But there's one other thing that I want you to make note of. Note the gap on the chart. We opened higher today and sold off. So the gap exists at 254.38 and potentially slightly below. As far as I'm concerned, the gap was filled at 254.38. Keep that in mind for a moment. Now we're on the hourly chart, and here's where we gapped higher this morning. The first candle of the day is a red candle. It's a down candle. It's a breakdown candle. Okay, fair enough. There's a method to the madness, so follow me here. 254.38 is right about here. 254.38, somewhere in this neighborhood. There it is. 254.38. So we came down, and all we did was fill the gap, and we bounced off that level. Now, in last night's video, I discussed potentially liking the 253 level. I still liked the 253 level, and I was looking for the 253 price this morning to buy it. Certainly would have bought 253. It was in the morning notes. That's what I was looking to do. In the middle of the day, I was looking to still potentially buy down at 253. But the longer we started getting above or closing above 255, hour after hour, it becomes apparent that the market is not going lower, but yet it's going higher. So here's what I'm looking at. So I'm going to show you a couple of different things just to give you different perspectives because sometimes as traders, we look narrowly at a short-term chart and we don't see the bigger picture. And sometimes we get blindsided by what's going on in our account we're in a trade and it's going down in value and we get scared out of the trade but we yet don't look at the big picture of the market maybe just maybe we actually got to an area where i'd be a willing buyer and someone else is a willing seller because they're looking at a different chart i can assure you that happens all the time now remember my concept was the bigger picture above 255 is bullish so now I'm going to move this over a little bit. Now we have this candle here that has a nice big up candle after we went down and filled the gap. So that's right around midday. It's at 1230 in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. I have something to trade against. It's that simple. If I want to be long the market, I can be long against any hourly closes below the low of that candle. That's a choice. If it's too much of a stop for some traders, I understand that. You don't take the trade unless they come down to test the lower portion of that candle, or as I like to say, closer to your risk. But for me, I was comfortable being long above 255, hourly closes above 255, and now I had something slightly below 255 to trade against. So there, you have my thought process in the middle of the day. How about if we get a slightly different look? Here's a 120-minute chart. It's a two-hour chart. We don't look at these a lot. I don't look at this a lot because it doesn't change as much as the others and I'm constantly looking at the hourly chart. So I already know what the 120 looks like. But I like to get a refresher every now and again if the market makes a move. What does this look like? It looks like we're trading in and around 255. To me, it looks like the market is consolidating underneath the 100 period moving average trading in and around 255 consolidating to go higher 
Why do I say that? Well, when I look over to the left, I see this breakdown candle high. What did we do? We came in to test right around the higher portion of that breakdown candle high. That didn't just happen. That was one destination that the market had. At least a portion of resistance was right here based on this chart. Why didn't it get to the high of that candle? The high is all the way up here around 259 and a half. Well, you had all this vibration or chart vibration consolidation in this area. This is where the 120 minute chart broke down. So what did we come back to do? Test the former breakdown area. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. It's a bigger picture view. I'm not narrowing it down to 50 cents. But we have to look at all different time frames to get the best picture that we can for where the market's headed. How about a half a day's chart? This is a four-hour chart. It looks very similar to the daily chart. We've seen this before. I've shown this before. We came in to test the same area that we just looked at on the two-hour chart, on the 120-minute chart. Obviously, it's the same area. But I like the market above 255. Closing above 255 on a daily basis was my bogey. Closing back below is a negative. If it happens, it is what it is. But right now, I'm looking for higher prices, not lower. We're back on the daily chart. But remember, the market always has a destination. I'm forever trying to figure out what that destination is, whether it's on a short-term basis or a longer-term basis. And we trade within those periods of time so right now the long-term picture is the market's still in a downtrend right off the longer term charts but we're now in a rally phase in a downtrend that's a shorter term bull market there's no reason we can't make money in a bull market we talked about where the bottom not where but specifically when the bottom was due in okay we had ideas of where it was we talked about that yesterday i'm not going to rehash it so then you start to have ideas of how to get each individual trader has a different idea about how to get long the market some traders like options some like the s p some like the nasdaq some like individual stocks i like individual stocks i'm long stocks i'm also long the market but i'm more long stocks you get a bigger bang for your buck with stocks so Back to the market for a second, the spider. How do you put it all together? Well, let's go over the items, the bigger picture items, and let me sew it together and see if it makes sense. This is what I'm looking at. I don't have to be right, but this is what I'm looking at. And it's not a bias. It's not that I have a bullish bias. Right now, the market is telling me it's bullish, so I'm conveying the information to you. And it should obviously come as no surprise. I've been saying it for a while. So item number one, the all-important that I've mentioned a number of times today, 255. So we're above 255, item number one. The behavior of the market. We filled the gap. We never came down to the 253 that I was really keenly interested in buying. So that shows bullish behavior in the market. And it got right back above by middle of the day, 255. You start to sew all these things together and the fact that I know the market has a destination, it looks bullish, it's acting bullish, it couldn't even come down anywhere close to the 20 period moving average after closing back above it, that's on the daily chart. So you look at all these things and I'm saying I believe the destination is higher. We just closed above an important price level, that was today's close, Tuesday's close, 
Is the destination the 50-period moving average? While it might not get there right away, that may be the destination. It may be slightly higher. They may fill the gap up at 265.37. They may jerk the markets around for a while. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to get there tomorrow, but that's where I believe the destination is. been telling you that for a while. Where am I wrong? Right now, I'm wrong with a daily close below. In fact, I'm wrong with hourly closes below first, 255. You dip below, back above, dip below, back above. That certainly could happen. I'm more interested in the daily closes. In fact, I'll tell you what, I don't even want to revisit 255 at this point. Also, let's take notice that the spider was up a little less than 1%. When we look over at the IWM, you'll notice once again, leading the charge on the upside up 1.3%. So here we go again. The IWM is what? Say it with me. My favorite market leading indicator. Where's it heading? To me, it looks like it's heading right now to the 50-period moving average. I don't know about anybody else, but that's what it looks like to me. It looks like a breakdown area, consolidation, 50-period moving average. If it doesn't get there, okay, but to me, it looks like it's headed there. We've been VIX watchers lately, so let's discuss the VIX. Here's something interesting, and then I want to go back to the spiders for a second because I forgot to point something out. It's extremely important. So here we have this low here, this pivot low of $20.34. And you'll notice here that we closed above that level today after testing it. The low today was, in fact, $20.09, but we closed above that low. So that may be something. It's a small puzzle piece. It's on the table. I'm not sure it's important. I noticed it. I'm bringing it forth, and that's the end of it. It's a puzzle piece. I'm not sure how big or small, but let's decide when we look at something else and take a look once again at the hourly chart of the spiders because I did forget to point something out. So the fact that we had a gap higher this morning and a crap out, right? We also have a bearish wedge pattern. And until and unless we can close above today's high, this is a bearish pattern that will generally play out to the downside. Now, doesn't mean all that much. Could be down just to the 20 period moving average back down to around 254. But I am saying that this is a bearish pattern. So expect one of two things as the likely scenario tomorrow morning. So Wednesday morning, either this bearish pattern on the hourly chart is going to go into the first few hours of tomorrow and play out to the downside or will jump over the high of today and gap higher tomorrow. And if we are, it's likely gapping above even this hourly chart 200 period moving average up at 258.27. So that's what I see. I'm just kind of, again, letting you into my mind. When I see this, this is what I'm thinking. How about the transports? Now, again, the transports have been a pretty good canary in the coal mine. And I have to tell you that the transports did put in a traditional signal of a trend change. This is one of them, okay? And there is another component or two here. So we have to be a little bit careful of the transports. They're not necessarily signaling right now higher prices are coming. They're signaling a potential either sideways move to eat some time off the clock, which is possible, or even a pullback. 
So they can go higher. I'm just saying they're not necessarily in the most bullish position. They don't look like the IWM and they don't look like some of the other things. However, they did lead to the upside today. That's the other side of the coin. They were up 1.63% today. So how do you read that? I'm going to have to say that one thing cancels out the other, and I'm not going to utilize the information and the transports to really sway me one way or the other. I almost have to discard it. I watch them like a hawk. I know everything that's going on with the transports, but I do have conflicting data. So when you don't know something, you just have to move on. You don't have to make something of it. It just is or it isn't. And right now for the transports with me, it isn't. There's not a compelling case one way or the other. On the hourly chart, I can even give you another reason that there are two cases to be told in the transports. I can build a case for a bearish pattern, just like we discussed in the spider chart, right? And that would likely go down here, fill the gap right into the 20-period moving average. It's not a big deal. It's just a down move. That's it. I'm just explaining what I see. And the other thing is, I can also make a case, and I can make a case in the spiders as well. This is an up move with the gap higher, and we're just consolidating, and this is going to be another up move. So I can make both cases, and therefore, when I can make both cases, there's not a compelling case in either direction. That's based off the 60-minute chart. And back to the daily, same thing. I have conflicting data, so we'll move on to the Qs. We have a very similar look as we do in the S&P 500. In fact, it's identical. Why? Because all markets are trading together. And we've been discussing that. And that's why when you find a bottom in the market, I like to buy stocks because you get a bigger bang for the buck. I talked about that before, but guess what? It's worth talking about it again. Where are the cues headed? Unless they fall apart, they're headed to the 50-period moving average and then to fill the gap right up here. This gap would be filled at 165.10. Could they go higher? Yes, they could, but that's a big move. They're not going to just walk through that area. That's the corresponding area that we've been discussing in the spider chart. We did have some weakness today in the financials, but they fought back. The XLF fought back to the uh, break-even point, and the XBD actually finished up about six-tenths of 1%. So again, that's more bullish behavior for the bull case. It's another puzzle piece. It goes on the table, in the puzzle, and the more pieces you have on the bullish case, the more you begin to see the picture. If I had more bearish pieces to the puzzle, I would be discussing the bearish case. Now, if there's a downside surprise, so be it. Remember, the market is designed to trick, trap, fool, and frustrate as many traders and investors as possible. I am no exception to the rule. Just telling you what I see. How about the SOX? The Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Here's the SMH. Not so good. So this is in the bear case. So this is a negative case. The SMH was basically flat today, but you can see where we had a good open, a crap out. We finished on top of the 20 period moving average, but again, it's not a positive close. Markets were up across the board. The Dow was up 250. The NASDAQ composite was up 75 or 1%. And the SMH was basically flat. So that's not a good day. 
So we have to put that on the table. It is a puzzle piece, I'm aware. Why do we look at the SMH? For those of you that haven't been around here for a while, we look at the SMH because it's a good proxy for the tech sector. I know a lot of folks out there like to talk about Apple, like to trade Apple, own Apple, don't own Apple, I don't know, but we'll talk about Apple. So here's the daily chart. Looks to be the gap that's the destination for Apple. What's the downside look like if we were to fall apart? Where would I not be comfortably where would I not be comfortable being long Apple? I don't like it right now below 148. Hourly closes and then a daily close below 148. No interest until back above. Right now looks to be the destination at the gap. Just call it 158 for argument's sake. I want to talk about Netflix for a moment. Only because Netflix has been up so much in such a short period of time. But I want to remind everybody of something. Let's go over to the weekly chart. Remember when the market was falling before Christmas in December. I gave out some ridiculous price levels that I would be willing to buy almost like sight unseen, right? I would be willing with resting buy orders, no matter what was going on, to buy certain prices on certain stocks. Those I was willing to give out. Wasn't willing to give out stuff that was more refined, that has to be real-time type decision prices, not in a market environment like that where we're going down significant amounts of points each and every day. But here's the point I want to make, not really for Netflix. I'm using it as the example. We never came close to my price down here at 180. We came to about $231, I think. And now we're $320. Just call it almost $100 off the lows. Now, you don't know which stocks are going to do that kind of crazy movement on the upside like that, but that's the reason I buy stocks and I sprinkle it around so I have stuff like this. And no, I didn't have Netflix. It would be easy for me to say that I did, but I didn't. Remember this one, Canopy? We were talking about Canopy, $25, $26. I was very interested in Canopy. I said I liked it down there. I meant it. What's going on over at gold? We had some traders that are short gold. We had some traders short gold because they understood exactly what I was describing the other day when we discussed gold because they've taken the course. So kudos to them and some of them I already know have made some money, booked some profits along the way, that type of thing. Here's the hourly chart. Talk about conflicting stories. You have a big breakup candle and you're consolidating to go higher right into moving averages and you have the daily chart, the weekly chart that really are into resistance. So it's a tough trade right here. I have no dog in the fight, no position in gold one way or the other. Crude oil, what were we discussing in crude oil? We've been discussing getting up to 50. They'll fill the gap at $50.20. Our high today was $49.95. That includes shipping and handling. Doesn't mean that's a short trade, just means it's a resistance point. Better resistance is up around 51 and a half, and that's a fact. And with that, folks, I'm out of wind. I'm going to wrap it here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.